broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. After a day away from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, we're back in the home studio. Damon Cotton and your boy Q going to navigate you through the next three hours here on Raider Nation Radio 920. If you look at the day of the week, it's Tuesday. So what is Tuesday? Tuesday is the day that we record the Raider Roundtable at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Myself, JT the Brick, Lincoln Kennedy, we do it every single Tuesday morning about 930-ish. And as I've said many times and started the show many times, every single time we record that show, Breaking news always happens right after. At some point throughout the the course of the day, after we record that show, breaking news happens, and breaking news did happen just a little while ago. If you're under a rock and you have not heard yet, Baker Mayfield was claimed off waivers by the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams, the next team up on the schedule for the Silver and Black, they'll be taking them on on Thursday. Of course, you can hear that game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. There'll be a SoFi Stadium in L.A. Of course, we'll get to that uh, throughout the course of the show. We have a lot to get to in the show today. I mean, we are jam-packed, walls to wall. I mean, man, we are packed to the gills with great guests and a lot of great audio that we want to share with you on the show including Jake Ellenbogen. He's from uh, Believe in the Rams podcast, uh, CEO of Downtown Rams. He's going to join us at 2.30 to talk about the Rams as we start to turn the page. And we started to actually turn the page a little bit on Monday, late in the show on Monday, because, again, the game is on Thursday. So we have to go ahead and start really turning the page. I'm glad that we're going to have Jake on at 2.30 because, well, we'll talk about Baker Mayfield and what he means to the Rams and the potential of him playing on Thursday, which I thought was insane. No chance he's going to play on Thursday. And then you're seeing reports from Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, Adam Sheff, and others saying that he could play Thursday night against the Raiders, which I'm okay with. Go ahead. That's just fine with me, but we'll get into more of that, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But Jake Ellenbogen, believe in the Rams, CEO of Downtown Rams, will join us at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, John McClain, GalleriesSports.com, Sports Radio 610 in Houston. He joins us each and every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. He'll do that again, and we'll talk about all things NFL. We'll talk about Deshaun Watson. We'll talk about Lamar Jackson. We'll obviously talk about Baker Mayfield. Talk about the Rams and the fact that, you know, they don't have very many draft picks. They have so many injuries, and now they all of a sudden look up, and they don't have the – they don't have the the talent in the cupboard once they start hitting, getting hit with injuries. And that's something that if you remember, if you've been listening to this show for a long time, John McClain said a long time ago, yeah, they're giving up all their draft capital and, and that's fine because they're trying to win right now. But it's going to come back and, and bite them in the long run once they start dealing with some injuries, uh, once they start you know, having to pay their big, bigger contracts. All of a sudden, they're going to look up, and they're not going to have that depth. Well, you know what the Rams are doing? They're right now currently on a six-game losing streak, and a lot of that is because they don't have depth. They have so many injuries, and who knows what's going to happen. Earlier today, John Robinson, the GM of the Titans, fired. A.J. Brown is a guy that uh, he, he traded. He was willing to trade instead of pay. Uh, head coach Mike Vrabel, the Titans didn't want to trade him, but John Robinson did trade him. Also signed some draft, or not draft picks, was a free agents that were kind of questionable, gave a lot of money to some guys. So he's out. So one of my questions that I have for John McClain is, how long does a Super Bowl ring and a Super Bowl trophy give you, right? How long does that give you before it's like, okay, there could be a problem. <laughs> there could be a problem. So uh, there you go. We'll uh, we'll talk to John McClain coming up at 3 o'clock, all things NFL. At 3.30, this is 
purely coincidental, <laughs> former Raider wide receiver Jacoby Ford will join the show. And I realize he just joined the show with JT the Brick, but we, I guess, all great minds think alike. Uh, and me and JT had never talked about it, even though we talked about uh, the Cliff Branch tribute today on the Raiders Roundtable as we recorded it at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center and, uh, you know, talked with Lincoln Kennedy about that. And Lincoln got a little bit emotional, you know, because he, he, he knew Cliff. He misses Cliff. And, you know, everyone said how great of a performance that that was and a great tribute that that was. Uh, so Jacoby Ford's going to join us. Again, I know he just joined uh, JT at 1.30, but he'll join us at 3.30. I didn't even realize until Monday, and shame on me, I guess, I didn't even realize that Jacoby Ford was the one that was playing Cliff Branch. You know, from the press box, I saw the whole thing. I thought it was very well done. thought the Raiders did a great job putting everything together and all the player people that played their role uh, in that tribute, but didn't realize it was Jacoby Ford. So after doing a little bit of research and uh, some many people from Raider Nation knew it was uh, Jacoby Ford, so hats off to you for that was able to to land uh, Jacoby Ford only to find out that JT was going to have him on at one thirty. So if I had known that, then wouldn't have booked him as well. But that's okay. No worries because, uh, you know, some people probably did not hear the interview with, uh, with JT. So uh, we'll do it at 3.30. Jacoby Ford, former Raiders wide receiver, will join us. We'll talk also, Demond. we got to ask him about the art of the kick return, right? The kick return touchdowns. My man had four for the Silver and Black while he was a member of the Silver and Black. He was the last guy. We bring it up all the time, even though I think Amir Abdul is going to get it this year. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to bring that up during our conversation with Jacoby Ford because I think Amir Abdul is going to break one some point this season. But we'll ask him about the art of it because, again, he was the one that did it last. Real quick, you're the guy that bets on the undefeated team to lose. They got to lose eventually. <laughs> so, you're just, so you'll make your money on the bet eventually. So, hey, Amir Adeli. Got to be right one of these times. Yo, it's going to happen eventually. That's what happens when you play triple-double diamond, right? <laughs> At some point, it's got to hit, right? You just hope that you have some money in there when it does, and it, it hits for you and not the next guy. You know the worst thing about playing triple-double diamond? <laughs> I promise you the worst thing is when you're playing, you're playing and playing and losing, and then you look around and you're like, I know somebody is watching right now and hoping that I walk away because they're going to jump on this machine. So I try to hawk it, right? I try to, I try to act like I'm going to stay there a little bit longer try to survey the scene. That means I lose. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Jacoby Ford will join us at 3.30, uh, but I do think Amir Abdullah is going to break one. I've been saying that for a while. Hey, you know what? Thursday would be a great day to do it, right? Great day to have a great day. Why don't you do it Thursday uh, against the Rams? That would be fantastic. So uh, at 3.30, Jacoby Ford. At 4 o'clock, Lincoln Kennedy, another former Raider uh, player, offensive lineman, former Pro Bowler, a part of the Raiders radio network. He'll join us at 4 o'clock, as he always does on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so uh, we'll talk to him about this upcoming game. We'll talk to him about the Cliff tribute. We'll talk to him about you know the win over the Chargers, what that man and the fact that the Raiders are on a three-game winning streak and I'll tell you right now Lincoln was in very good spirits even though he's been working hard man he's he's been on the road for like nine days before he actually gets to go home and I totally understand what he means man because I know how I feel after being away for like a week after a week I'm like man I just want to sleep in my own bed don't want to be on the road anymore just want to get home uh, and I, I feel that way Super Bowl week you know it was so funny last year when we were in LA uh, you know, we had an opportunity to get credentials to go to the game on Sunday, and the wife's like, you're not going to stay? And I was like, no. I just want to get my tail back to Vegas and get back in bed, in my own bed, and sleep and be good and not have to worry about waking up and doing nothing. I was so ready after a week being gone. So I can imagine uh, how Lincoln's feeling. He's doing with a lot of stuff with college football and the College Football Hall of Fame and, of course, uh, the game at Allegiant Stadium, and then he's going to fly to L.A. So, I mean, he's he's been a very busy dude, and, of course, he joined us today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center for uh, – for the the Raiders Roundtable, which is available right now. Uh, I'm not encouraging you to go listen to it right now or go check it out on YouTube, but it is available right now. So uh, right after 5 o'clock, uh, you, can, you can be sure to listen to it right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So that's Lincoln Kennedy at 4 o'clock. And then 
At 4.30, we had the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award throughout the course of the high school football season. Well, we're going to keep that going, but we're going to do it for girls high school flag football. Now, say that four times fast. Girls high school flag football. And this is really cool. Because, I mean, one, you can actually get scholarships for girls flag football. You can you can get a scholarship, which I thought is really cool. I was talking, I was at the house last night talking about, uh, you know, the fact that they have the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award for girls flag football. And, you know, Sarah was like, really? They play they play flag football? Like, she was so intrigued. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, young ladies can actually get scholarships for that. She's like, really? For flag football? And I was like, yeah. Like, she was so blown <laughs> away. And I was like, no, seriously, like, it's a, it's a big deal. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. So, Coach Lido Soifua from Pinecrest Sloan Canyon, he's going to join us at 4.30 just to talk about the honor. This is for week one of girls uh, high school flag football. And uh, we're going to do it the same way we did the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. Each week, uh, the Raiders will pick a, a, a coach and, and give them the award and give them $1,000 for their program, which is awesome. You know, that's that's great to go ahead and give that kind of uh, love back to the community. So we'll talk to Coach Lito Soifua about that. And then, uh, you know, just every week we'll uh, we'll have another winner. And then at the end of the, the girls' flag football season, they'll pick the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Year Award, similar to what they did with uh, boys' high school football. So that'll be at 4.30. So as you can tell, very loaded show. Jake Ellenbogen at 2.30, John McClain at 3, Jacoby Ford at 3.30, Lincoln Kennedy at 4, and then Coach Lito Soifua at 4.30. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. I will just go ahead, before we jump into the opening drive, I'm just going to pass this on for you, Damon, and anyone else who's a UNLV football fan. Um, Sam Gordon at the RJ confirms the report that UNLV is hiring Arkansas defensive coordinator Barry Odom, formerly the head coach at Missouri from 2016 to 2019. Odom has a 25-25 and 25 record. Players have gathered at the Fertitta Football Complex for a 2.30 meeting. Official announcement expected shortly. So before I get into the opening drive, I got to ask you, as the man with the UNLV hat on right now in studio, you know, we'll talk to Paloma Villacana tomorrow about it. What do you think? You don't look like you're thrilled. I'm disappointed. I'm let down. Why? Who did you want? I want to coach O. You know, here's the thing. Maybe we were all you want to have you want to have Baton Rouge here in, in Vegas. You, you, you darn right, I did. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. The, the Tomorrow we gonna play some football today because he's such a great recruiter. Yeah, but is he a good coach? No. Q, <laughs> so why do you want him? Because if you get the talent, Q, some of that who's ta- gonna coach him? So you're gonna go buy the top notch ingredients exactly, and you're not gonna do anything with it and make an okay decent meal. Who you know wants, that sounds so backwards. Who wants to make an okay decent meal? Here's what here's the problem, people. Everybody wants to be elite. I'll settle for middle of the road. I'll um, do a backflip if the rebels. No go, wonder, no wonder Kayla don't <laughs> won't accept that. No wonder Kayla won't go with you. You're ready to accept mediocre. If the rebels go seven and five, I'd be doing backflip. If they went, if they had like three seven win seasons, that'd be one of the best stints of all time. That tells you all you need to know. Exactly. That tells you all you need to know. And I know Coach O could give us that right out of the gate. Okay. Well, he we're going to have to see. He, he ain't going to see it. Yeah, we, Coach Odom is going to do it. He was the defensive the coordinator o. there at uh, at Arkansas. So there you go. It, it is what it is, I guess. But uh, here we go. Let's go ahead. And now that we're in the opening drive and DeMond is a little disappointed, uh, got to ask the question because it's about Baker Mayfield, right? Got multiple questions that I could throw out there, but I really want to know. I don't think, and I, let me throw this out there. I've already seen people hitting me up on Twitter. 
I don't think Baker Mayfield's playing on Thursday. I just don't really see how that can happen. You can pick him up on waivers on Tuesday. You can overnight a playbook to him, and he can be ready to go on Thursday. But, I mean, your options aren't very good, right? I mean, you really don't have too many other options besides Baker Mayfield. So how do you think, and I'll throw this out there to you, Raider Nation, how do you think Baker Mayfield could impact this game, if he can impact this game? What are your thoughts on if they do decide to go ahead and give him the – Give him the uh, you know, give him the nod and let him go ahead and get the start. 702-365-9200. Also our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187 keyword R and R. I've also seen this little piece of news. The Raiders have released defensive tackle Kendall Vickers and signed defensive tackle Kyle Pecco from the practice squad. So there you go. So all kind of news happens on on days that we record. <laughs> the days that we record the Raider Roundtable is the days that all the news Happens to break. So I guess if you're looking for news, you just wait for Tuesdays, and then all of a sudden, you're good to go. So uh, there you go. That actually came down from Levi Damien. He tweeted that out. So I'll keep poking around to see if uh, if that could be confirmed somewhere else. Uh, my guy Kevin already said, you really think that – you really can't think that that is likely – wait, you really can't think that is likely, Q? What? I'm not too sure what Kevin tried to tweet at me. <laughs> I, th- I know he's talking about Baker Mayfield, and I said – I. I don't think that he's going to be able to play, but maybe he can. And if he does, that's fine. You know, I mean, again, it's not like the dude, I mean, he's on his third team this year. So it's not like you're just, you're releasing Patrick Mahomes, right? And then all of a sudden he's going to go pick it up and he's going to be some stud quarterback. But I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested in what, how you think he can impact the game. Because again, he's not going to have the whole playbook. That's impossible. Nobody could have the whole playbook in two days. There's just no way. And again, he's already shown enough struggles in this time where he was at other places, right? He struggled with the Browns. He clearly struggled with the Panthers or as he wouldn't have got benched. So, I mean, in reality, what do you think Baker Mayfield brings to the table? I'm a guy who's actually had Baker Mayfield's back. I thought that the Panthers were getting something, somebody that was worth the salt, right? Someone that was going to go in there with an attitude, go in there with a chip on his shoulder, go in there and show him what he's got, you know, back against the wall. He's going to be that guy. And he got benched. The only thing he did impactful there was headbutt people with no helmet on. That was all he did that was impactful and then get released or get waived. So now the Rams have him. So, you know, I ask you and I throw it out there and I'll ask you first, Amon. What do you think Baker Mayfield? How do you think he can impact the game on Thursday? Um, Not at all. I don't think that you can play him so soon. But I looked up the uh, Rams backup quarterback behind John Walford and it's Bryce Perkins, a rookie who on his college on pro football reference, he went to three colleges. I don't even know which the last one that he went to before he got signed. But it's a rookie, and I mean, no disrespect to Bryce Perkins. If John Wolford is going to go down, maybe you could like throw Baker Mayfield in there. I don't know if you're going to dress three quarterbacks. So that's what it says. Like, what can he do? Considering Thursday, I don't know what he could do at all. But even going forward for this season, I do think that they'll still stick with um Wolford because even if Baker Mayfield was to impress, you're not keeping Baker Mayfield as your backup quarterback when Matthew Stafford comes back eventually. I don't think that they're going to. Well, he's done for the year, right? Yes, but yeah. I, so I'm, th- I'm, already, I'm already looking like next season. Right. Baker, they're not going to keep Baker Mayfield around, in my opinion, longer than this season here unless he goes out there and balls out. Right, and maybe Sean McVay could help turn him around. You know, I heard JT talk about maybe if he goes out there and plays well, then when Matt Stafford retires, all of a sudden Baker Mayfield's that guy. I mean, I, look, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just, I'm just the, I'm the, uh, I'm the weatherman, right? I'm just throwing, <laughs> I'm just throwing out there. I'm passing the message on. I'm not coming up with any kind of, you know, thoughts and 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 deep rooted conspiracies or anything like that. I'm just. I'm just looking at it as purely from the Raiders' standpoint, what they have to do in the next couple days. They have to go to L.A., pick up a W. They're either going to face John Wolford or they're going to face Baker Mayfield. And I find it interesting that 
you know, it sounds like he's gonna they're gonna give it a shot to try to have him play. And maybe they're just saying that to try to make the Raiders prepare for him. I mean, that could be something as well, right? Maybe it's just that because also you got to look back. I know football is just a game of inches and wins are all that matter at the end of the day. But the Seahawks, Geno Smith, he had to throw like a last minute touchdown. They beat him in the final seconds of that game. Oh yeah, no, I'm not so, saying the Rams are pushovers. Don't don't. No, get, not so much. Being I know pushovers, they lost but, six in a row, but they're they. I mean, that was a dogfight that they had with Seattle. So people are already like, oh Baker Mayfield, he could be starting. Wolford, he didn't get the win, but he almost he put the team in position to get a win over the Seahawks to where. I don't think that everybody should be looking and saying, hey, Baker Mayfield is going to take this guy's job this season. Right. No, I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, the guy, if he if he stays with the Rams and he ends up walking in, in the offseason, uh, they could pick up a compensatory pick. So there's that. If he sticks with the Rams long term and they, they decide that, yeah, this guy maybe could have a little something, something later on. Maybe Sean McVay can unleash something in him. Who knows? He's got that Big 12 background and Sean McVay has those kind of offenses that, you know, would be uh, a good fit in the Big 12. Maybe. You know, it, it, it's very possible, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see, uh, you know, exactly how it shakes out. I, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it, to me, like I said, it kind of blows my mind that it's even a conversation. I just can't see a team that, you know, is 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 picking up a guy on Tuesday and even thinks twice that he could go on Thursday. I I don't see it at all. I really don't. And if And if they do let him go, then what's he going to, I mean, what kind of plays is he going to be running? It's got to be as basic as it gets. It's got to be. But I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. It's not about what I think. 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword r We got Jake Ellen Bogan coming up at 2.30. We'll ask him. He's the guy who covers the Rams on the daily. We'll ask him what he thinks about who's going to be under center because obviously that's the big conversation that we're going to have for the next couple days until the game kicks off on Thursday. But let's go out to the phone line. So we got up first. We got Rich in Oakland. Rich in the town. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's going on? Um... Yeah, so to answer your question about Mayfield, I think that he's not going to play. And if he does play, I'm not really worried about him. He's a, you know, he's just not good. Let's keep it 100. But this is going to be a tough game, Q. This is going to be a very tough game. And I know we got some momentum. We're on a three-game winning streak. And uh, it's just going to be a very tough game. Just got to get the dub one game at a time. And what I think, you know, what's funny about Raiders Twitter, I don't know if it's outside of Raiders Twitter if it's the same, but a few weeks ago, everybody was talking about Fire McDaniels. We go on the three-game winning streak, and now everybody's talking about we're about to win out. We just got to stop being so emotional, <laughs> right. take it one game at a time. It, this, it's tough to win in this league. I like what I'm seeing from the offensive and the defensive line. We got some dogs up there. If, and it, it's a big if, if we get a dub this week, you know, we get a dub next week, get back to 7-7, seven and seven, and the Lions keep playing like this, Man, watch out, you know, because we might turn things around. But we haven't seen quite seen a Derek Carr balling out game yet. We're going to need that either this week, next week, or to finish off the season. You know, he's, he's, he's been mid. You know what I mean? Jacobs is pulling his part. Adams is pulling his part. Obviously, Carr's throwing to him. But I want to see a 300-yard, three-TD game, you know, a couple of them, maybe three of them, four of them to finish off the season from Derek. You know, because everything's coming together. It took a little while. But I like what I'm seeing from the team. But, like, I'm saying to all Raider fans, let's not overreact, bro. You know, we got a good coaching staff, a good front office, I believe. You know, we started off in the worst way possible. But sometimes you got to get it out the mud. You feel me? So, y'all have a great day. Go Raiders. 
There he goes. Rich in Oakland right there. Thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, that's the approach you have to take. I was talking with Lincoln earlier today when we were doing the Raider Roundtable. It's got to be one one game at a time, right? I mean, you could talk about, oh, man, these are the next four quarterbacks. These are the next four games. It doesn't matter. The Raiders have dug themselves in a hole where nothing matters about the rest of the schedule. Only thing that matters is that next game up. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. And if they ever lose focus of that, no matter if it's this week, next week, then the week, then it's a wrap. It's done. They have to take it one game at a time. It cannot be any more than that. One game at a time. Who we got up next? Juan the Smasher. Juan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. Man, I know that's right. <laughs> hey, Q, and uh, these Raiders, I like what I'm seeing. These guys are finally stepping up, and these guys finally got my boy uh, Derek Carr's back. These fools are cooking like uh, cooking like he's like he always said, Q, and I'm loving it. And that full Baker Mayfield, he ain't going to do nothing. All he's going to do is throw two pick sixes if he does start. And on, on this Thursday, I'm excited, too, because I, I get a chance to meet Marcus Allen. i never seen him play in person. i only seen his old tapes, but uh, I'm excited for that. I'm going to take Baby Smasher with me, and we're going to go meet a, a legendary fool. And come on, Raider Nation, keep your head up. I told you fools that it was, uh, bad times and good times, but, hey, you know what? It's good times now. And everybody who's talking bad on my boy Derek Carr, they can go where the sun don't shine. Raiders! I don't think Marcus Allen has ever been re- referred to as a, uh, what do you call him, a legendary fool? <laughs> that was legendary in itself. The highest honor. The highest honor, being a legendary fool. That is from Juan the Smasher right there. And look, that's the, that's the thing. <laughs> That's greatness right there. First of all, I like that. Uh, again, you know, going getting back to you know to the focus of the subject, talking about you know Baker Mayfield, how he impacts the game. I, I just think, like Juan said, you know, maybe he'll throw a couple picks. I, I just I cannot see him taking the field at all. We got a, a couple texts I want to get to. Baker will have no effect on the game. This is from the eight oh five on Thursday. I heard earlier people thinking the Rams pick him up to get that extra draft pick. Uh, it's possible. Uh, Mail man Raider said, "Q, it kind of reminds me of the Jeff Saturday ordeal. Not the same thing, obviously. Coach and quarterback, but it's something a team can rally behind. Raiders need to stick to their guns." Uh, also, Kenny King Jr. was on Wheel of Fortune last night, made eleven thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Thought that was pretty cool. Oh, shout out to him. Cool. See if I can get a loan. Uh, got a text from the seven hundred two. Baker impacts Thursday night. Thursday night only in the media. He'll be the subject of discussion leading up to the game. They will see. Uh, we'll likely see his face all over Amazon coverage, but beyond that, nada. Okay, I like that. I like that. Good stuff. 702-365-9200. Who else we got up? Jared in Vegas. Jared, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's going on, Q? Chilling. Hey, as far as Baker goes, I feel like he serves as nothing but a distraction or a potential distraction. I think that's all that they're throwing it out there for. I think they just want to try to to to, to give us something to look at or prepare for. I don't think that that Graham's going to take the bait. I think he's just set on doing what he's got to do. You, you know what I mean? And and this Rams this Rams game, I'm I'm uh I'm cautiously optimistic about. I think I was more worried about this game than I was the Charger game. To be honest with you, look, the Raiders haven't haven't played the Rams well since 2010. Mm-hmm. Q. Yeah, that's a long time. Yep. And we've got we've gotten dumped straight up dumped on our heads. We've gotten two shutouts in that time they've shut us out twice so these rams ain't no joke if uh if if agent 99 is on the field we got some problems because <laughs> that dude will eat up eat up joe or you know um andre james and that's what worries me is if 99 plays then dude we got our hands full so one game at a time and that progress that i was hoping for it keeps getting better so let's just keep it up 
All right. Raiders. There he goes. Thank you for the call, Jared. Definitely appreciate hearing from you, my man. And, yeah, that's going to be interesting. You know, that's one of those things that we just don't know. We don't know if uh, Aaron Donald's going to be playing or not. And, you know, again, all week long, there's really going to be no practicing. It's all just going to be about glorified walkthroughs. And so that's that's why you just really have no idea, right? You just have absolutely no idea if he's going to play or not. Uh, he can come up on the injury report today, and it could be just, oh, yeah, he's limited or he's or he did not participate. But, again, it's not really a practice, right? They're, again, they're all glorified walkthroughs. So uh, that's really where you have no idea exactly how it's going to shake out and what's going to go down until until we know, until officially on Thursday. What do you got, Damon? Oh, we got one more caller. Oh, right, who you got? We got Fargo Raider. Fargo, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Hey, Q in the month. Thank you for taking my call. Now, if you let Rasa bang the line, you know you're going to get legendary fools. Call the smasher. That's my boy right there, Q. I'm just saying. <laughs> nice. You know? And what's the colloquialism that we have? Pride and poise. Play to win the game always. It don't matter what the record is now. Yeah, we poo-pooed on the coaching change. You know, a lot of us are pissed that it's what our, our fourth turnover in coaching we have the right to be mad, but I understand the point. We do get emotional. It's been a long time. Now, a lot, with Baker, here's the thing about Baker. Yeah, I don't think he'll play, but if he did, he could be slippery, and he has a little swag about him. If we let him get started, that could snowball into something that could turn into a problem, and we all know that we have a history of playing down the competition, and this is one of those sneaky games where everybody gets overconfident. And they start to feel themselves and they, they drop the ball. I hope that this regime and this team this year isn't like all the others because this is a trap game if I ever seen one. I hope I'm wrong. Thank you for letting, thank you for taking my call. You have a great day. Appreciate you, Fargo. Good stuff. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it. It really doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Uh, you just got to go out there and you got to play to the potential that you could play. And you got to play up to the level that you've been playing for the last three weeks as you're on a three-game winning streak. And if it's Baker, if it's John, who knows who it's going to be, it doesn't really matter. Again, I'm interested to see. I wouldn't mind seeing Baker because I just don't think there's a whole lot of anything to it, right? I think that it would be – I don't want to say easier. There's not going to be an easy win in the NFL, but I think that the Raiders would have uh, a lot better opportunity to beat Baker Mayfield because the playbook's got to be dumbed down. There's just no way you could absorb that playbook in two days. There's no way. And also, you got the guy who's got the gunslinger mentality as opposed to John Wolford, who's like the prototypical backup quarterback. I'm just going to do what I need to do to win the game and not mess up. Right. But I think Baker, he plays with that. I get some improved mentality, and that makes him more prone to mistakes. Well, let us know what you think. 69187, keyword r That's our don'tbebroke.com text line. How do you think Baker Mayfield impacts the game on Thursday, if at all? Let us know your thoughts. We'll ask Jake Ellenbogen. He joins us next. He'll talk all things Rams. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. So the question we threw out there as we got the breaking news probably about an hour ago now. How do you think Baker Mayfield impacts the game on Thursday, if at all? That's the question we throw out there on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r and we'll ask our next guest, Jake Ellenbogen, Believe in the Rams podcast, CEO of Downtown Rams. And Jake, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And of course, I know you're all over this news about Baker Mayfield being claimed off waivers by the Rams. And I ask you the question, how 
Does he impact Thursday's game, if at all? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, I think he impacts it in a sense because with Wolford dealing with the neck and, uh, you know, you have Matthew Stafford on IR, it's Bryce Perkins, Case Cookus, and, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield right now. I think Cookus is going to get cut uh, to make room for Mayfield because you're not going to keep four quarterbacks on your roster. Um, so, you know, with that said, I, I do think that there's a chance he plays a little bit. Um, you know, they did not go with Bryce Perkins this past Sunday, which – not only surprised me, but a lot of people, uh, they went with Wolford instead. So it kind of tells us how they feel about Bryce Perkins right now. And I think there's a chance they give Baker the playbook and they say, look, you know, we're not really doing all that well on offense as it is. Maybe we'll throw you out there and give you an opportunity on Thursday Night Football. How much do you think he could learn and soak in by Thursday, saying it's already Tuesday afternoon? It is kind of crazy, right? I mean, this is it's really unlikely he's going to be able to do much of anything. Um, so what I would imagine is they would be calling more of a vanilla uh, preseason-style offense if they did play him. Um, what he could learn, it would really depend on how many different, um, you know, the nuance to, you know, Sean McVay's play calling, how many things kind of align to not Ben McAdoo's play calling in Carolina, but more so... Uh, you know, what he was dealing with with Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. If those things tend to align, if he feels like that playbook is, you know, closer, then he's going to have an easier way of kind of, uh, you know, delving into it and um, picking up on some familiarities. I mean, if you remember last year around this same time, it took Odell Beckham Jr. a little bit to get in the offense, um, and he wasn't really able to really explode until, you know, the playoffs. And he's a receiver, so right. it's a little bit more on a quarterback uh, it'll be very interesting. I think Baker does play to some extent, um, just be, based on the way everything's going for them right now. Talking again with Jake Ellenbogen from the Believe in the Rams podcast network, also CEO of Downtown Rams here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on Necessary Roughness. Now, let me ask you this. Is this potentially a long-term thing with Baker, or do you think it's a short-term thing? Maybe he walks and then the Rams pick up a compensatory pick. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it could be either or, right? I think, you know, your worst case scenario is that you bought a compensatory pick for $1.3 million Mm -hmm. on your 2022 cap, which, I mean, I think anybody would sign up for that, even though they were the only team that claimed them. Um, So that's the worst case scenario. The mid case scenario is that, you know, you're looking at the backup to Matthew Stafford next year. You know, this is a trial run. You go, you use him, and you like, hey, we like this guy. We're going to continue working with him, and he's going to be our backup next year. And then your best-case scenario is this is a former first-round pick, a former first-overall pick, mm-hmm. a guy that McVay talked about wanting him. Uh, you know, when they had Goff, he said, you know, to Baker Mayfield himself, I have a ride-or-die right now in Jared Goff, and if I didn't have him, we would do all we could to go up and get you. And so, you know, I think that's very telling that Sean McVay has already had this kind of relationship with him or at least an experience with him where, you know, he was on a plane with him and talked with him for a while. Uh, Definitely likes his game, talked about that, you know, pre-draft. And, you know, I think you look at it and you're like, I mean, Stafford, I can't see him retiring the way this season's gone. But if he does come back and say they win the Super Bowl next year, maybe they don't and he gets hurt. Baker Mayfield's right in the driver's seat. So I think it makes sense for him to sign here. I think it makes sense for the Rams to sign him. This is a guy that's won a playoff game. He played well in the playoffs, decently well. He's had some good seasons. He had two seasons over 90 uh, you know, passer rating. 
Uh, he had some down years, but what he did that was so impressive is his rookie year, uh, he set the touchdown record for, you know, pass touchdown record for a rookie. His second year, he struggled, but it's mm-hmm. what he did in his third year, bringing that team to 11-5, and five, the Cleveland Browns of all teams, 11-5, and five, playoff win. So it showed you that Baker's been down and out before, and he was able to come back. Um, I don't think he was as bad as people give him credit for, and I think this past year with Ben McAdoo as his offensive coordinator I think was the real issue in Carolina. Talking all things Rams, and of course the breaking news of Baker Mayfield being picked up off waivers by the L.A. Rams, who the Raiders play on Thursday with Jake Ellenbogen here right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got one for you. I know that Baker Mayfield is taking the headlines for today, but what about the Rams' starting quarterback as of right now, John Wolford? What is Sean McVay's confidence level in him, do you think? Well, it sounds like he's not going to practice with a neck injury that's been kind of plaguing him, you know, the last few weeks. Uh, so it does look like Bryce Perkins would get the start if that's the case. And if they really are done with Bryce Perkins uh, and they're not going to give him the opportunities, then I would expect Baker Mayfield to suit up for the Rams as the starter. Whoa. So, man, I didn't expect you to say that because I was one of the people when Q threw out the show question saying that I didn't expect Baker Mayfield to suit up at all on Thursday. So it sounds like it's a real good, strong possibility. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting so either. Um, but, you know, just listening to the, you know what Adam Schefter's saying and just kind of connecting the dots, you have Wolford dealing with the neck injury. Um, you know, I know they have Case Cookus, but like I said, I think they're going to let him go uh, to, you know, bring Baker onto the roster. Um, I think there is a decent shot that, you know, it's kind of that star power, right? Like the, the name, um, you know, you're in a 3-9 and nine season. But more so, it, it's less about Baker and I think more about, you know, seeing what you have in these receivers. You know, 2-2 Atwell has shown you some things, but you haven't been able to really hit him with the deep ball aside from when Stafford was in. We saw, you know, uh, like John Wolford was not able to hit that deep ball. I think Baker can throw that. Baker can allow you to not only evaluate these wide receivers and see what you have for next year, but also be able to uh, help develop them. And I think that's a big thing there because while he's not the most accurate passer right now, make no mistake about it, even without really knowing the playbook, he's definitely the most talented on the roster with Stafford on IR. Well, Jake, let's get into the actual team outside of Baker Mayfield, and they're currently on a six-game losing streak. What have you seen from this team? What has been the biggest issue and the reason for the Rams' struggles? Yeah, well, I think, you know, there's a few, obviously. Otherwise, they wouldn't be 3-9. and nine. Um, But, you know, I think when you look at the run game, first off, uh, it's been poor management in the run game back when they had Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers and Kyron Williams and Malcolm Brown and Ronnie Rivers. They just have never really committed to running the football, um, which you have to do even if you can't run the football as well as you want to. You still have to keep the defense honest. Um, You also have to keep them honest with the play action as well. And I think when you can't run the football, you really don't have the play action passing attack to your advantage, which is very, you know, very important in a Sean McVay offense. So I think that's been really one of the big things there is that they haven't been able to run the ball. Another big thing is that they started their 12th different combination on the offensive line and had a 15th different starter uh, play for them this year on the offensive line. That ties the record held by the Eagles, uh, you know, well, years ago. Um, and I just think really the injuries on the offensive line has made it so there's no continuity whatsoever. Um, you know, I think of it in terms of like a metal chain link, you know, an offensive line, those five pieces, they're all, you know, made of metal. But as soon as one of them breaks, you know, trying to put the chain back together, you can't just use, you know, 
uh, a, a chain out of macaroni or paper, right? Mm. So I think that's really what we've been looking at this year is the Rams have had to do that. They've had to delve, you know, people say they don't have depth, but they don't have depth because their depth and their depth behind the depth is injured. So right. they have played an incredible amount of offensive linemen this year. I think that's been a big issue. The run game, like I said, and I just think the, the play calling, um, you know, with Sean McVay, I think because of a lot of what I just mentioned, he has regressed in a sense. I think they'll be better next year, no doubt. But this year, in, in the grand scheme of things, I think the play calling has definitely held them back. And then you look at the defense. I think the defense has been pretty darn good considering they're not getting really any help from the offense. And I thought Raheem Morris did a really nice job this year uh, considering what he has to work with. But I think without the true, you know, Von Miller pass rush coming off the edge, took Leonard Floyd to go a little bit to get going. Um, really, it's just Aaron Donald getting the pressure in the uh, interior. You know, I think you're really starting to see the secondary just is not that great outside of Jalen Ramsey. And now even Ramsey's starting to give up touchdowns because of the lack of talent around him. So is is Aaron Donald, you know, and, and what his status is for this game on Thursday, is, is that one of the biggest questions heading into the game? I think there is definitely a chance he gets shut down for the year, but I don't think he wants to. I mm. think he definitely wants to play. Uh, so I think that's definitely a big question. I mean, I'd make the argument that the final play of the game that we saw Geno Smith go down the field and win the game for Seattle on Sunday, um, you know, you have Aaron Donald there rushing the passer, and that's not as accurate of a throw, you know, to win the game to DK Metcalf. So they definitely miss his presence in the interior, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. Obviously, this team has a 0.1% chance of making playoffs, even if they win every single game. They need multiple teams to lose the rest of their games. Uh, so it's not likely, uh, as in, like, it's not happening. Um, so it's not one of those things where you have to have Aaron Donald in there. But it is one of those things where, you know, like Jalen Ramsey, does it make sense for him to start? Not really. But are you taking Jalen Ramsey out of a game during the regular season? Are, right. you, are you getting rid of a game check? No, you're not. So... I think Aaron Donald's definitely going to fight to try to play. We'll see what ends up happening. Talking all things Rams right now with Jake Ellenbogen here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And I say roughness, go ahead, Demar. You mentioned how Jalen Ramsey, how he has given up a touchdown, but you think that that may be due to the lack of talent around him. How do you think he'll match up with Devontae Adams? He's still shadowing the opposing team's best wide receiver. Yeah, I think we'll definitely see some of that. Uh, we definitely saw some of it against uh, you know Metcalf. It wasn't the entire game, however. Uh, there was a point in the game, uh, in case you guys didn't see it, where Metcalf actually mm-hmm. kind of funny, you know, he moves out to the other side and uh, he kind of waved Jalen to come over um, because he wanted him to follow him. Not normally something you see in the NFL, but, um, you know, he wasn't on him in that play and there were some other plays he wasn't. So it's not a full-on trail. It's not a full-on shadow. Um, you know, he's not trying to shut down one receiver in this defense. He, he's kind of had to do the whole where's Waldo approach. Uh, plays the star position, plays, you know, he can play linebacker, he can play safety, he can play corner. Um, so he's been used in different, you know, ways, whether it's in the slot, on the boundary, you know. So I wouldn't say necessarily the entire game will be him on Devontae Adams, but maybe they kind of switch up things now with, you know, Aaron Donald not potentially in the lineup again. Um, you kind of have to change what you do on defense, so maybe there's something like that. Our listeners, they get on us because it's every time we face the Raiders face a team that's a little downtrodden, the people come on and they say, hey, there's a lot of injuries. This team's very banged up, but they're still very competitive. You saw that with the Colts, and the Raiders somehow managed to lose that game. So what are some of the bright spots? Because they only lost to the Seahawks by a last-minute touchdown. So what are some of the bright spots with this Ram team, even though things aren't looking as good? Yeah, I think it's very important you know, to, to be able to stay competitive. 
you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you can say what you will about, you know, this is a business, it's money and all that, but it's also an entertainment business. And, you know, the fans aren't going to want to go to games if, you know, teams are just laying down. And that's just not something the Rams have done this year. Uh, despite the fact they are 3-9, and nine, they have been in every single game this year, every single one, including the Buffalo game, both Niners games. They have been every single game in the fourth quarter by at least a score or, or two possessions. So this is a team that has been in every game going in the fourth quarter. They remain tough. They uh, honestly, the way they played the last two weeks against Kansas City and Seattle is, you know, really, uh, you know, impressive. Uh, I think it's something that Rams fans can hold on to because, you know, instantly people just assume, you know, implosion is coming. It's the end of an era. And I don't think that because if that was the case, then we wouldn't have seen them, you know, holding Patrick Mahomes and the number one Kansas City offense to one of six in the red zone. If that was the case, then we wouldn't have seen the Rams, you know, giving it to Seattle and really, in my opinion, outplaying them in a game that they probably should have won uh, without Aaron Donald, without Matthew Stafford, without Cooper Cup. They continue to fight, and, and that is definitely something uh, they deserve credit for. So, Jake, we'll end on this. I mean, I know it's Tuesday, and there's still a couple days before the game actually kicks off uh, there at SoFi Stadium. What would you say is the weakest link right now, the Achilles heel for the Rams, that might give the Raiders an advantage going into the game? Well, I think it definitely is the quarterback position because we have literally, you and I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> right. know, no one has any idea what's going to happen. So I think, you know, anytime you go into a game where you have Derek Carr versus a team that doesn't have any idea what's going on with their quarterback situation, uh, I think you feel pretty good about winning that football game. Makes a lot of sense. Well, uh, fantastic stuff. Thanks for coming on right after the breaking news of Baker Mayfield being picked up by the Rams. Uh, what do you got coming out on the Believes uh, Podcast Network talking all things Rams and then also uh, downtown Rams? Yeah, so um, I'm going to be doing a podcast with uh, former Rams uh, linebacker Cameron Lynch. That's uh, mm. you know my co-host for the podcast. So um, you know we'll be talking about the Rams Raiders on Wednesday. That'll be dropping on uh, you know my YouTube channel, and we'll also be dropping on the network as well. Um, you know we'll just be breaking down the Baker stuff. We'll be breaking down the, the Rams Raiders and talking a little bit about the Rams Seahawks game, and then downtown Rams is pretty much uh, you know kind of the same thing. I run the Downtown Rams podcast with uh, my co-host Alexis Kraft, so we'll be doing that as well. So, a lot of uh, lot of news, and you know, I'm excited about the Baker Mayfield news. It gives gives you news for a team that went three and nine, and not much to really uh, talk about this year. <laughs> right, I hear you. What 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 do you think of the battle of the LA fan bases right there? The Rams versus the Raiders. Oh, uh, that should be interesting. You know, I I don't think it's any uh, surprise to people when you say, you know, the Raiders probably have the more fans in L.A. Um, you know, definitely have more than the Chargers. So really the <laughs> battle of L.A. really is the Rams and, and the Raiders. So uh, that should be that should be a fun time. I mean, I won't be at the game because uh, I live on the East Coast, but uh, that should be, you know, a good game. And, um, you know, it should be a fun Thursday night game. I mean, we, we haven't seen great Thursday night football this year, but, you know, the Rams always keep it competitive and, I think the Raiders, are, they're finding something, um, so hopefully they can build off that. No doubt. It should be a fun one. I look forward to it. Thursday night football. And, Jake, we definitely appreciate your time this afternoon uh, talking all things Rams with us. Happy to do it. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. There he goes. Good stuff right there. Jake Ellenbogen, Believe in the Rams, CEO, Downtown Rams, uh, giving us all the details on Baker Mayfield. And uh, you hear it right there. Like I'm not trying to overhype it. And I'm not trying to make it a big deal. I know some people are poo-pooing on it. But it sounds like there's a real deal possibility that this guy's going to play. Yeah, he just turned my narrative around 180. I mean, I'm just saying. Like I said, not trying to overblow it. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's something bigger than it is. I'm not trying to launch a rocket. But there's a chance Baker Mayfield could play. So in that case, how do you think he impacts the game 
Come Thursday, if at all, let us know about it. 69187, keyword r That's a don'tbebroke.com text line. We also got some locker room sound. Vinny Bonsignor has sent over. We'll get some of that up coming up next as well. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Q. Through the question out there about this game coming up on Thursday for the Raiders versus the Rams, SoFi Stadium, L.A. Here the game right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. How do you think Baker Mayfield could impact the game on Thursday, you can let us know at 69187, keyword r so don't be broke.com. Text line, also 702-365-9200. Excuse me. We also have Nate Hobbs coming up in just a few minutes, and Vinny Bonsignor asked him about Baker Mayfield in the Raiders locker room, so you hear that in just a hot minute. But let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to our good friend, Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's what up? up, D? What up? I I am ecstatic that... They're thinking of starting a dude that just got the playbook. I am too. I don't even know <laughs> has a playbook yet. Right. I think it's going to be a fiasco. I think Mad Max and now Chandler's hit his groove are going to eat him alive. It's going to be hilarious. I want this to happen. Me too. Total destruction. <laughs> and with half that stadium filled with maniac Raider fans... They're actually finally getting behind this team. We're starting to believe. Football, especially NFL, it's all about momentum. And we got three-game run, run, run streak going now. We won four straight against four playoff teams last year to get in. And we got screwed on a lot of calls in Cincinnati, who eventually went to the Super Bowl. This team is loaded you can see they're playing for each other. I was in the Army for 20 years. You've got to play as a team to kill that enemy. It's just how it works. If you're not on the team in, in Desert Storm, we'll notice. We'll put you in the brink. This team believes in each other now. We've always had the talent. You had a brand-new coaching staff that has finally convinced these players to buy in, finally taught them these systems that are very complex. McDaniels has always been complex. And McDaniels, I don't think he's really opened the playbook yet. He's waiting for the Cheatriots <laughs> and Billy to come to town and just whack him. So we can get to 7-7, seven and seven, anything goes. The league will be terrified if we beat the Lambs and the Cheatriots back-to-back. They'll be terrified. Five straight. Trust me on this. That's all I got to say, guys. Love the show. There he goes. Raider Mike, appreciate the call, my man. And I'm with you. I actually want to see it happen. I want to see Baker play because I'm just I'm with you. And maybe I'm being foolish. I think that it would be silly to roll him out there. But what do I know? Right. I'm not a coach. I'm just I'm just going off of what I know is from what I've seen when players get picked up by other teams. They never usually play immediately. Right. It's just it just really is hard to do that only because they don't know what the hell they're doing. But, hey, I'm all for it. I'm here for it. Let me see it. Who else is there for it? Maybe Nate Hobbs. Vinny Bonsignor caught up to Nate Hobbs in the Raiders locker room just a little while ago and uh, asked him about Baker Mayfield and what his thoughts on him if he potentially got to start. Here's Nate Hobbs and Vinny Bonsignor in the Raider locker room. 
Baker Mayfield got picked up by the Rams today. So from a, from a defensive player standpoint, he may get out, get out there, he's eligible to play. How does that change any preparation or does it at all for you guys? No, really, it really don't matter who's playing quarterback. It, it matters, you know what I'm saying? But from a com- competitor's standpoint, it really doesn't matter. We just got to go do our job, read our keys, and continue to work every day. And whoever's out there is out there. But we're going to prepare for both quarterbacks. Uh, what's the biggest challenge uh, going from a Sunday to a Thursday game? Uh, it's really pretty much all mental, just a mental strain. Of course, it's physical, but it starts in the mental. And once you uh, prepare mentally, your body will follow physically. So. Obviously, you played a full game uh, on Sunday after not playing. How did your body come out of it in terms of the stamina and how you felt? I felt great out there, for real. I had a high snap count. <laughs> and I was tired out there sometimes, but um, I pushed through. That's all I needed, you know what I'm saying? I feel good. I feel real confident about this next game and the rest of the season. So I was confident in that baseline that they had going on in the background there. What the hell song was that playing? I could barely hear it. You couldn't hear the baseline. You couldn't hear the concept. Boom, boom. I could, but like I couldn't make out like couldn't any, make out like any was, rhythm yeah. to be like, oh, that's a song. Tell someone need to tell Cam turn that down while Vinny's talking. <laughs> Sometimes they get a little excited in the in the locker room. They have the music going, but that's all I could focus in on. I mean, I heard what Nate was saying, but all I can hear is that damn baseline in the background. But he said that they're going to prepare for both quarterbacks, and that's something I mentioned. That could be a little bit of an element throwing it out there that he could play. All of a sudden, you have to now prepare for two different quarterbacks, and that is now you're taking away time from something else. So it could be as simple as that. It could all be a lot of smoke. 2.57 is the time. Guy who doesn't give us any smoke is John McClain. He'll join the show next as we kick off hour number two. It's Rare Nation Radio 920.